G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 26. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Uh, well, Joel, uh, the Blue Diamond heads a triple group one card at Caulfield and it's fairly wide open. You've normally got a favourite somewhere in the $2 to $3 mark, but uh, this year it's pretty much almost each way odds the field. Yeah, indeed. G'day, Barks. Yeah, great weekend of racing. Five Group 1s up for grabs. Uh, you mentioned the three in Melbourne, but also a couple in Sydney. The Blue Diamond, yeah, I suppose it's that's been the general consensus throughout the season that there's been, you know, they're an even group without any sort of standouts apart from maybe Cool and Gatta, who's been, I guess, the dominant two-year-old so far. And we get to see her again on Saturday as well. But, uh, yeah, so it's... You know, we've got uh, the favourite at the moment likely to stay, Jacquino, who's, I guess, got his vices. He was good when he got to the outside on debut. It didn't beat a lot. But then next time out, he bombed the start and got hemmed away on the inside. And it was a bit of a bad watch. So, you know, I think there's uh, negatives to be found in his form lines. And he's going to start favourites. So that tells you it's, yeah, very, very wide open race. And, um, you know, maybe something from left field can get there this year. And Dan, Joel mentioned that there's a couple of Group 1s in Sydney as well. Uh, I guess the uh, nominally the main race is the Chipping Norton Stakes, but uh, the Surround Stakes, which has only been a Group 1 for a few years, probably attracts most attention. There's no secret that uh, Joel is a fangirl fanboy, but uh, Espion has also got her uh, fans, and uh, they're both drawn pretty wide. Do you think one of those two will get up, or could there be an upset? Yeah, look, I think it's, look, between those two, personally, um, Jamea was third in that race, loomed up like she was going to win. She's certainly a hope as well, but it's hard to go past um, Fangirl or Spiona. Um, from what they showed in that in that <clears throat> run last start, you're right, the wide draw sort of, I guess, brings a couple more horses into it. Um, they'll need a little bit of luck and a good ride, but they've both got the jockeys on board for that to happen. Um, the weather will certainly play its part in Sydney, and... I guess that's the other question mark on those two fillies, like a, a few others in the field, is um, they haven't seen a, a really heavy track, which uh, at this stage is looking like it's going to be in Sydney on on um, on Saturday. So that adds another element. But exciting clash between um, two fillies who will certainly um, have plenty of good wins in store. Yes, indeed. Well, we will start at Caulfield, and it is an all-black type program. So we will take you right through the card. And we start at race one. That's at 12.40 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time. It's the Ned's Zenative Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-old Colts and Geldings at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with uh, Mornington Glory. Uh, big raps on him in his first campaign. He got the debut win on the board and then stepped up to Group Company. I thought he was okay down the straight in the Dane Hill and then I think a few issues next time at the Valley. They had the glue-on shoes on and it was yeah he dropped out and ran last so clearly uh, a few excuses he's been trialing well and i think first up he'll give a really good sight two generation the one to beat uh, he's bomb proof puts himself on speed and and he loves a bit of a fight too he doesn't like losing this bloke so i think he's the hardest to beat one finance tycoon he'll be much fitter for that first up run at the valley i think it was uh you know just a Bit of a fitness run. He drops a kilo and a half and nothing wrong with the pinstripe form. And five Mars mission. Toughest test to date, but he looked very good uh, winning at Mooney Valley. Second up this prep. Six on top, though, for me from two, one and five. Yeah, it is his toughest test to date, but I'm going to stick with Mars mission, who look only beat four rivals at Mooney Valley last start, but um, it was quite a dominant performance there. He looks a very serious colt. The two wins, his preparation have been um, excellent. I think he continued to take the next step, drawn for a good run. Um, he's he's my top pick in the race. Generation certainly will be the hardest to beat. Uh, excellent first up return uh, in the Manfred Stakes. Of course, ran well behind ingratiating at this track as well. Um, just a consistent horse who obviously will put himself up there and take, take running down. In for third, I have the one finance tycoon. I thought the, run, the first that run behind pinstriped was quite good under the big weight. Obviously, that pinstriped has franked the form. Six Mornington glory off some nice uh, jump outs. Uh, tricky little affair to start. Five, two, one, and six for me. Yeah, I went for what I thought was the obvious in generation to beat finance tycoon Mars, Mission, and Chartres. Two, one, five, and three. Race two at Caulfield on Saturday, Katanax Jewelers Mannerism Stakes. 
1,400 metres set weights and penalties for the mayors at Group 3 level, Joel? Uh, three karma last for me. Uh, thought she ran okay first up. It was um, uh, She stuck near the inside rail, was sort of down there clearly by herself and thought she battled on quite well. She's two from two, second up. Second up last prep, she beat the boys. And you know, she wasn't. She was only getting three and a half kilos off Buffalo River, who's a pretty good yardstick. So, I think that form should hold up pretty well here, and she should take good uh, improvement out of that first up run. Two flying mascot also comes out of that Belmain Stakes that probably a one ran very well. Uh, you'd have to think the step up in distance only going to be to her advantage. One rich hips is a. Good mare, but she's really good fresh. Three from five. First up last prep, that was 1,200 behind Probabile, and she battled a little bit. I think kicking off at 1,400 suits her better. And five under my spell. Up in class, but she's having a really good prep, carrying big weights, and wouldn't be shocked to see her uh, sneak some black type here. But three on top from two, one, and five. With the two flying mascot, as it goes close, as she did to Probabile, I thought it was a good performance first up. Certainly... The mayor came of age last preparation. Um, so he's, over the 1,600 metre, the win at Mooney Valley was excellent. And then um, in an Empire Row, certainly held her own there. Uh, the one on the up, uh, hard to beat for mine and, and the deserved favourite. I think the seven bound to win. Uh, certainly worth a, a smaller saver, I guess, in this race. Uh, not a whole heap of luck first up at Randwick. I think there'll be a pretty strong benchmark 88 going forward. A few handy horses in that field. And um, she was good there for third running on strongly. Good second up form. Um, certainly a winning hope. Four Bonvenici in next. Goes well fresh and in for third of the one. Rich Hips. Uh, two, seven, four and one. And I am with you, Daniel. I am with Flying Mascot to beat Carmelas, Bonvicini and Rich Hips. So that is two, three, four and one. And race three at Caulfield on Saturday is the Stowe Storage Solutions Autumn Classic. 1,800 metres set weights for three-year-olds at Group 2 level. Joel? I've gone with the filly El Patroness. She beat the boys back in the spring and ran very well following that with a second in the Norman Robinson. The first up run was, um, you know, it was really like a track gallop, really. They went fast school speed up front, and I thought she did a good job with her 61 and a half. Just whether she did enough in that run to be ready for 1,800 second up, you know, that's the, the little query I've got in the back of my mind, but I'll go for her on top from seven Benchowski, and I could certainly have a saver on him at good odds. He's going well this Gelding, Mick D had to take off a little bit early, but it was the right move to win the race at the Valley last time out with a couple of his main dangers to his inside, and it was certainly the ride that won it. I think uh, ridden a little bit more patiently. Uh, he can measure up here at good odds. Three Castle Ray Kid was a big winner at Sandown Hillside last time out. Had the big weight, but was strong. It gets the blinkers on here, so, um, you know, he, he, so obviously they didn't... He's up and going and he's sharp and he puts himself on speed. So um, hopefully he doesn't overdo it in the blinkers, but um, he's definitely a, a key player, I would have thought. And nine footlights might be another improvement with the blinkers on. Didn't have any luck at Sandown first up. He showed a good amount of ability in his first campaign. Sort of came to the end of it there with a couple of runs in town, but expecting him to just keep on improving as the distances get longer. 14 on top for me from seven, three and nine. Pretty keen on one here in the 10, Mares. Third up um, after a good run at Caulfield New York Stakes last start. Didn't have the easiest sort of run in transit there. Was um, <clears throat> caught in the majority of the race. But look, he hasn't finished far from coast. Was only beaten two and a half lengths. Um, there was a pretty good effort. Looks certain to appreciate the rise to 1,800 metres. A bit of a sharp rise in distance, but... Uh, certainly looks like you'll get that longer trip. The breeding sort of suggests so. And third up, it's uh, quite a will be hard to beat in this field if you can get some um, luck in running. So the 10 on top, 14 in next, El Patroness, who certainly a promising filly who we know is uh, proven over this longer uh, longer trip, a winner of a stakes race back in the spring over 1,800 metres. Um, she was then good in a Caulfield Classic and a Wakeful Stakes. Um, certainly a classy filly. Three, Castle Ray Kid. Um, two wins this preparation have been excellent. Obviously, a big rise in grade here, but um, certainly looks like he'll handle it. And in for fourth, 
We've got the five, Bon Vivant. Ten, 14, three, and five. Uh, well, I am just as keen on Joel's tip. El Patroness made her my best for the program. She's the highest rated here in a set weights race and certainly caught the eye first up. Uh, to beat Castlereagh Kid, who done the deal and lucky decision, 14-3-13-1. My fun fact about the Autumn Classic goes against my selection, which is that five of the past seven winners have been last start winners, uh, which uh, El Patroness clearly is not. But uh, then again, my fun facts don't always uh, ban out uh, exactly as you'd expect. Race four. At Caulfield on Saturday, Ned's Angus Armanasco Stakes. This one is for three-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties, 1,400 metres. Group two, Joel, and uh, numbers eight, Roots, and nine, Fine Point, were early scratchings. Yeah, through the outside gates, the wallop here. I was with Roots, but obviously we'll wait for her for another day. Leaves me with Argentia on top. Uh, guess a little bit of a surprise first up. She is classy, but the stable was sort of suggesting she would need the run, but she finished over the top of them, suited by a good, a good speed there, which really helped. A little bit different story here. Not sure there's that strong a tempo. Obviously, she get up a little bit in trip. And gate one, a um, little bit different. She drew outside the other day, and I think she really appreciates the clear air. So a couple of little negatives, but she's all quality, and I think she can win given luck. Six lavish girl uh, might be... One at a bit of odds to respect. She hasn't raced for seven weeks. They've given her a bit of a freshen up since she was a bit disappointing leading them up at this track and trip last time out. She had 59, uh, had her chance and just knocked up late. Prior to that, she was going really well. I liked her recent jump out at Cranbourne. So I thought off a bit of a freshen and ridden with a bit of cover, she could bob up at a bit of a price. Uh, one yearning still not scratched from either here or at Randwick. So not sure where they're going with her, but she's obviously a group one winner of the thousand guineas. So going to be including her if she runs in this race. And three, Mokalua was following her a little bit in the spring. They dropped her back in distance to the mile, and that's where we saw the best of her at the Valley. Thought she was pretty good first up at 1,200 metres. She's only going to get better as the distances get longer. Four on top for me from six, one, and three. Yeah, Argentia on top. So impressive first up last there on, on the bend and circling over 200 metres at Caulfield's a good effort, especially first up. Um, look, the pace on obviously helped her, but um, to run down an informed scorched earth, I uh, thought was an excellent performance. Um, I think will only improve with the run under the belt, as the stable suggested, and, and the rising trip. So uh, short enough, but certainly clearly the one to beat in this field. Forbidden City in next, the 10. Um, out of a sand, sand down hillside maiden, but uh, it was quite an arrogant win, one by eight lengths there. Um, she's a, a promising filly who, um, look, was tested in stakes grade last preparation over the mile, and um, she wasn't far away around midfield there, but had, uh, another spell under the belt since then, and an arrogant maiden win will certainly do her work confidence the world of good. So she's in this five decent rain up for a while, but um, just doesn't run poorly. And in for fourth, three. I've got the, yeah, the three, Michael Lua. Four on top of 10, five, and three. Angus Armanasco stakes fun fact. Uh, no winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Big Jamaica in 1993. Uh, so maybe uh, Chris Waller had his eye on that when scratching uh, Roots and Fine Point. And the other fun fact is that Sabatini... Uh, 2015 is the only winning favourite in this race uh, since or in the past 11 years. So uh, that bodes ill for my selection because I'm making it a making it a clean sweep for Argentia. The Bonds of Pearl Americana and Forbidden City, 4, 2, 7 and 10. Race 5 at Caulfield on Saturday. Carlton Draft, Peter Young Stakes, 1,800 metre Group 2 standard wait for age Joel. Yeah, well, I've gone with three shared ambition. If he jumps here, he can put himself either leading or outside the lead and I think can control the race and be hard to beat. He was a bit slow to begin first up. He was, you know, hearing the stable speak pre-race, they, their intent was to ride him quiet. They, they were going to go back anyway. So the slow start may be not as costly, but he, he has got that bit of a habit where he can be slow away. If he jumps shared ambition... I think he's a really strong winning chance here. Second up, one Cascadian. 
I was with him in the group one or gate one was always going to be a bit tricky, but he ran very well. He's got gate one again. Uh, this is um, a little bit easier. He gets up in distance. He's going really well. And if he gets the brakes, he can win. Uh, five call sign Mav. He's probably the other leader in the race. He pressed forward the other day in the Carline Cup and it took um, the import Earlswood a, a long time to get the better of him. So that was a pleasing return from him because we didn't really see his best in the Cox Plate. And seven Delphi. He'll get better with the run, but he can be competitive over this sort of trip first up. Three for me from one, five and seven. With the one Cascadian just on top, um, on pace race in the CF4, he ran on well. Along the fence there, um, pretty pretty good return from him. Very consistent galloper. Um, hasn't won in some time. Went close in some high-class races last preparation without winning. So he's always around the mark. Uh, soft one, soft run from barrier one. Um, certainly the one to beat. Looking to race a little confidence, though. Coulson Mav I thought was quite good first up. Um that second run of the belt in the, the Ryzen trip helps him. Shared ambition, I think he's, he's a talented gelding on his day. Can be a bit frustrating sometimes, but he's run some good races to the likes of Think It Over um, in Sydney. Uh, second up, um, okay run fresh, good trial prior. I thought certainly a winning hope. Those are probably the uh, three main winning hopes for me. A bit of a gap then to the four Yonkers. Um, you can sort of bob up at odds at time and at times and can't, Ever be left out um, of, uh, of exotics and multiples, but one five three then four for me. Uh, fun fact about the Peter Young is uh, that the past five winners have been last star winners: three in the Carline Cup and two in the eighteen hundred meter race on Magic Millions Day. Well, that's going to come to an abrupt halt because there are no last star winners in the field on Saturday. My selections are Corsine Mav. To be shared ambition, Yonkers and Cascadian, 5, 3, 4 and 1. Race 6 is the first leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. And uh, it is the uh, Lamaro's Hotel Futurity Stakes. It's the first of the group ones. It's also, by the way, the third leg of the big six. And I just noted uh, in my various duties during the week that um, there is a $150,000 jackpot uh on the Super Tab Big Six this weekend, the pool's only expected to be 350000 Now, to me, it means if you're having a jag, it, you'll get fairly substantial overs, I would have thought, and uh, I don't reckon these races are all out open, so I might um, I might depart the habit of a lifetime and actually have a Big Six on Saturday. <laughs> anyway, race six, Lamaro's Hotel, third leg of the Big Six, first leg of the quaddy, Futurity Stakes, 1,400-metre weight for age, group one worth seven fifty. Joel. Uh, three Mawanga for me. First up winner last prep of the Group 1 Wink Stakes, beating very elegant. Uh, had a very good campaign after that. No more wins, but uh, placed in a couple of more Group 1s, Maccabi Diva and the McKinnon, and good efforts in defeat in both the Cox Plate and the Epsom. He's all class this bloke. He's had two trials in Sydney. I thought the first trial was good. The second trial, a little bit lacklustre, but that's him. He can put in an odd trial and usually trials without the blinkers. He's got the blinkers back on here first up. He's three from four fresh. He's only had one go at Caulfield, and that was a forgive. He drew the outside gate in the Caulfield guineas and had a task, but uh, ran on pretty well for midfield. So I'm not too worried about that. And I think he maps really well here, gate four. He can park just behind the speed and be very hard to beat. One, I'm thunderstruck. They all told us he couldn't win first up, and they were right. He ran well. He'll be fitter again. Just um, staying at 1,400, maybe that's the little negative, but he'll be... As I said, fitter, and you'd have to think he'll improve off of that. Four Tafane led, battled on really well, strong winner of the oar. I guess I, you know, near identical scenario here, although it does have Streets of Avalon to contend with. So obviously, he didn't take his place in the oar stakes, so that um, natural on pace just may... You know, Tafane's not going to get it her own way, but she's okay taking a sip. We've seen her do that in the past. And eight Mr Mozart in four-fourth. When he got to 1,400... Back in the spring, he beat Artorias at Flemington, so I'm expecting big improvement from him uh, off that fresh run that he didn't really have much hope in uh, in a slowly run 1,100-metre race. Three Moonga for me from one, four, and eight. Yeah, with the one, I'm thunderstruck. Yeah, Joel touched on stable. Said he wasn't um, probably a little bit underdone first up, and the market suggested that he drifted out to $7. He, for a wide draw, got back, and look, he ran on quite well, but it was never a threat um, 
reaching Tafane, who had it all her own way in front. I think there was there'll be a bit more speed in the race, certainly with the Spirits of Aveyron, um and a couple others. I think we'll just add a bit more speed and get those back markers a chance um, to run. I don't think I th- I'm Thunderstruck will be the benefit of that. Second up, <coughs> I think he'll be hard to beat here. The one, four in next to Fane, just a classy mare who continues to add to the dazzling CV. A first up win at Group One level, a first win at uh, a first win when first up, but she was able to control it there and um, add another string to her bow there, and it was an impressive win. Uh, don't think she'll get it all her way in front this time, but she'll certainly um, give this a sight. Three Moanga. Outstanding fresh horse, uh, and in for fourth, I have the six to rough. One, four, three, then six. Futurities, thanks for fun facts. The favourite or equal favourite has won the Futurity in 10 of the past 12 years. Quite a record. Barriers four to seven have provided seven of the past 12 Futurity winners, and eight of the past 12 Futurity winners have been last start winners. So that's two out of three. Good news for Tafane, who is the only last start winner in the field and is the favourite. Um but she is drawn just inside that barrier sweet spot in three. My selection is drawn in the right spot, which is four, and that is Moanga. I'm with Joel to beat Tafane, Tarath, and I'm thunderstruck three, four, six, and one. Second leg of the quaddy, fourth leg of the big six. Race seven is the big one. Ned's Blue Diamond Stakes, 1,200 metres set weights for two-year-olds worth $1.5 million, Joel. I touched on it earlier that uh, maybe something out of left field this year, and that's what I'm certainly hoping for. I'm with number 10, Hafey. We've only seen him once. It was a five-horse maiden at Bendigo, but he had been jumping out really well against older horses leading into that. Uh, there was a few scratchings, but still was well-backed, and he started at $1.75. He was just snagged out the back, let, he, let do his thing, and then brought to the outside, and he let down very impressively. This is obviously a different league, but Craig Williams gave a glowing report post-race, and... I think it's a good sign that Kieran Ma and David Houston have gone straight to the diamond here because, you know, they've got a, um, you know, a lot of two-year-olds they could have aimed at this race and they've only got two runners in him and counting the headlights. And, yeah, look, he's going to need a bit of luck and has it come too soon. They're the queries, but uh, 20 to 1, I'm definitely in the in the camp of Hafey. Uh, 15 waltz on by, I'm going to throw in for second. I've been with her both starts and she hasn't won, but she's gone really well. I think she's still learning. She was wide at Caulfield, loomed up and just sort of peaked on her run. And then at Flemington the other day, whilst the winner got the better of her, I'm loving you, who's not here, I thought she ran really well. She led them up and just looked to float a little bit. There was a gap to third. She's going to get cover here from gate one because I don't think she'll lead. And just um, she'll get something to follow. If she gets a bit of luck, I think she's still got plenty of upside. Uh, for Sevenak, I was with him on debut in the Chairman's. He won really well. Uh, you just have to think there's going to be plenty of improvement to come from him. He, he's a really good-looking colt, and he, he raced up to the looks there. And two lofty strike. Well, both his wins have been very good. Um, that Caulfield win, he was uh, it was a good swooping style of win. Uh, the vets checked him over this morning, I believe, and found him to be slightly lame. So there's a bit of a query. But um, hopefully he gets there in one piece and... If he's A-OK, he'll run very well. 10 on top for me, though. Hafey from 15, 4, and 2. I'm trying to find something a bit from left field, and I'm with Len on the 14, English Riviera, who still a maiden, this filly, but I thought she was excellent in the prelude for the Phillies last start. She um, led them up at a pretty breakneck tempo. She went very quick in front, stuck on quite well. Her and Miss Rosiano, who sat second there, um, she was sort of in the slower part of the track too, close to the inside English Riviera. And um, I thought her run was excellent. There was a bit of hype on this filly early on before the debut at Flemington. She was um, well supported there into even money and was beaten and beat all by Lofty Strike, who of course has gone on to Frank the Form. You can take a sit, Johnny, and we'll certainly be up there and I think we'll be in this for a long way. No, last start winners do have a good record in this race. So there's a little bit of a query. The fact she's still a maiden, but um, a nice draw. And the performances I've seen so far of her indicate she's certainly talented enough to win a race like this. So she's on top for me. Around 20 to 1, the 14. The 11 in next revolutionary miss, who um, I was with last start. And look, she was strong to the line there. I think the 1,200 metres will certainly benefit. She's got the good part of the track, but she's performed well in all three starts. Um, 
and slightly wide draw, touch a bit of a query, but um, she's in form and, and look, as I said, 1,200 metres I think will suit her perfectly. Six, Jackano, um, probably luckless for last start to, not to have won that. The, the, the debut win back in December was excellent. Um, get his chance to fly down the outside and the 12, Mr. Miss Rosiano, who stuck on well with English Riviera in the prelude last start. 14 on top of 11, 6 and 12. Uh, well, I've made my diamond tip my value bet as well, although uh, she's not a massive price, but it's just uh, most of my selections are fairly short at Caulfield on Saturday. And that's uh, 11 revolutionary miss. Those tick a lot of boxes. To beat Jackano Lofty Strike with the uh, injury asterisk and Similian for fourth, 11, 6, Two and one, the third leg of the quaddy, fifth leg of the big six, and last of the three group ones. At Caulfield on Saturday is the Ned's Oakley Plate 1,100-metre handicap, and they do get down to 50 kilos here. Top weights are on 58. Joel, what did you like? Yeah, there's a couple I'm going to be playing here. I've gone with eight Milkovich on top. Um, not worried about the first up run at Randwick. Or, you know, fifth of seven, beaten nearly four lengths. I think it was just the run he needed to have. Uh, he's never won fresh. So I think Bjorn Baker wanted him to be peaking second up for this. He's got a good second up record. He's got a good Caulfield record in the Quinella all three goes. It's still to be convinced that he's group one class, but there's a few of those in, in here that need to prove themselves at group one level. And this is the sort of race that you can do that. He... It's, uh, gets a good weight swing on Oxley Road from their clash back in the spring. And, you know, I thought he could run you a really good race, Melkovich. I'll be saving on number seven away game. Uh, talking about weight swing, she meets Mirabi six and a half better for that Christmas stakes second where she got a long way back and hit the line strongly. She's not going to be spotting Mirabi as big a start, I wouldn't have thought, because um, she's drawn better. She's third up, so she's fit and ready to sort of rock and roll and put herself in a good spot. And Linda Meach knows how to put them in good spots. So I think she's a good value play as well. Five Marabi and for third just continues to improve. This is her toughest test. A little bit more speed and pressure to absorb, I would have thought here, but she's going to be hard to beat. And one wild ruler, tough to win with 58, I would have thought, but he's been trialling very well. And he's never missed the Quinella in five fresh goes. So I think he's going to be thereabouts. Just not sure if those top weights can win. Eight for me from seven, five, and one. A couple of plays for me in this race as well. I think the 12 in grey shading is a big hope at each way odds. Um, the 50 kilos. Um, maybe a somewhat frustrating Colt last preparation in terms of he was sort of started favourite um, a couple of times and ran well without delivering. It's two Paul runs last prep were both down the, the straight at Flemington. Um, his runs around a bend were very good. Um, uh, third in the Manicato uh, with 53 kilos there and uh, one first up impressively at Caulfield. The first up run this time in was okay, sort of held his ground in an on-pace race, but he does like the track. Um, I think there'll be obviously plenty of tempo in the race here. He'll get back from that wide draw and launch late with 50 kilos. I think he'll be letting them know that he's there. Late, I just thought he was worth an each-way bet. Um, Grace Shading, very talented Colt on his day. That's why I haven't, hasn't won for um, a few starts. But yeah, big hope, I thought, in this race. Wild Ruler is my other bet. He's been um, good to me. He's <clears throat> such a consistent horse who flies fresh. Three wins from five starts. He was second in Nature Strip in the Concord first up last time in. Uh, the trials have been good. 58, obviously, is a concern, the 58 kilos. But seldom runs poorly and is a... a is a genuine group one sprinter. Nine Menage, I think has been some of her wins, especially since arriving at the John O'Shea stable have been excellent. Her performances there, uh, two from two last preparation and still to do with a bit in hand. 52 kilos gets in well. And the four, in for fourth, I've got the five, Marabi. Um, no, not just obviously a tougher task to what she's seen so far, but the wins have been quite dominant um, and gets a good draw here. 12 on top of one, nine and five. Oakley Plate, fun facts. Five of the past six winners, including both last year's dead heaters, have been handicapped at 53.5 or less. No horse over six years of age has won since 1983, and that's going to continue because there is no seven-year-old in this race. And no winner has come off a last start defeat in the same prep uh, since Eagle Falls in 2011. 
So I'm going for a last start winner, but she does have half a kilo over the ideal weight range, and that is Marabi to beat Minaj, Wild Ruler, and Away Game. Five, nine, one, and seven for me to finish us off uh, at Caulfield on Saturday. We have race nine, and that is the Ned's Mornington Cup Prelude, 2,000 metre quality handicap at listed level, Joel. I was with Criminal Code each way last time out, and I'll stick with him. He's going to need a little, um, a few things to go in his favour to turn the tables on Desert Icon, but he was very good there. The tempo didn't really suit. He came widest and ran a strong last 200 to get up for third. Desert Icon controlled things in front and was dominant, and he may get a similar sort of run. So he's going to be hard to peg back, but we'll go six from five. And a couple up towards the top, two Port Guillaume. His best run in the spring was 2000 at Caulfield. That was in the naturalism. That was a good effort behind Nonconformer. So he might bob up, kicking off over this trip and one defibrillate. Form tapered off a little bit in the spring, but had a few excuses in some of those runs. He's good enough if right. I'll throw him in for four. Six from five, two and one. Yeah, with the five deficit icon on top, just gets seems to um, seem to get the run rate. The race run to suit out in front. It was a dominant win last start when able to lead. I think the same thing will happen and it'll be hard to run down again. Criminal Code looks ready fourth up. Long way back at Caulfield last start and was um, running on strongly there. Improve up in trip. Eight, Wycliffe and nine. Sean Trey, I thought, was one that was over the odds um, here. A bit disappointing in Colac Cup last start. Uh, the winner there's come out and won a, a Launceston yesterday, Launceston Cup. Um, six wins from 14 starts. I think she can sort of show her best. She can... Uh, be thereabouts. So one for the wider exotics. Five, six, eight, and nine. Desert icon for me. Two to beat Criminal Code, Wycliffe, and Chantre. Exact same first four as Daniel. Five, six, eight, nine. Recapping a big, big Blue Diamond day at Caulfield. Joel's best. Race six, number three, Moanga. Value. Race eight, number eight, Malkovich. Dan's best. Race three, number 10, Mares. Value. Race seven, number 14, English Riviera. English Riviera, my best up against my both my specials up against Dan. My best race three number fourteen El Patroness, and value race seven number eleven Revolutionary Miss. They are racing at Randwick on Saturday. There's a dual Group One card there. Plus there's two uh, key Golden Slipper lead-ups. The first of those is race three Furphy Sweet Embrace Stakes, twelve hundred metres. Group Two set weights for the two-year-old fillies. Fun facts about the Sweet Embrace. Uh, five of the past six winners have jumped from barrier seven or wider. And believe yourself, is the only Sweet Embrace winner in the past 29 years who have been resuming from a spell, which is bad news for Fun Sunday, who is drawn one and resuming. Joel, what did you like? Well, I spoke earlier that, um, you know, perhaps the dominant two-year-old from the ranks so far is cool and gather. She's unbeaten. Is she vulnerable on Saturday? I think she might be, especially if we're, you know, very wet ground. Um, she handled soft six at Doombin. But if we're on very wet ground and she's six weeks between runs with no official trial, I'm sure she's had a jump out of some degree. But I just think, um, you know, she might be vulnerable. And maybe number three, Lady Laguna, is the best place to take advantage of the real wet ground. She won her first two. Uh, first one on dry, second one on heavy 10. She looked outstanding. I thought first up, lost no admirers there in the long row at Randwick. Was caught three wide, no cover, and battled strongly. Only beaten by Scythera. Nothing wrong with that form. She measured up against the boys last week and ran third in the silver slipper. So we'll go three to beat one. Two extravagant star was dominant winning the English Millennium. Heavily backed in from double figures down to $7, and they got it spot on. That was a strong win. And four fireburn. Off a bit of a fresh, and we haven't seen her since New Year's Day when she beat Revolutionary Miss, who's now a key blue diamond hope. So certainly respecting her. Three on top for me from one, two, and four. Well, with the two on top, extravagant star. Um, three weeks between runs of that outstanding win in the English Millennium. Um, at the right run there, but she shot away and um, did it quite easily in the end. Paris Dior got a long way back the second horse, but was running on, but... Uh, extravagant stars <clears throat> with the better run. She had her measure and it was an impressive performance. It's on a soft five. So, and her debut win at Geelong was on a good four. So it hasn't, what hasn't seen a surface like she'll see on Saturday, but um, it's an impressive filly and to 1200 meters. I think she'll be hard to beat 
the one in next cool and gather unbeaten Philly three from three and um, obviously excellent winning the magic millions last start. Um, just the six weeks between runs here, but classy Philly and certainly can win. Obviously eight magic carpet was the best roughie in the race. I thought I didn't, Sort of liked her ran with Grun first up in the Piero plate. She, I don't think she would have won the race, but she was sort of joining in, I thought, nicely towards the inside. Would have certainly challenged the top three, top four spots. Um, but just sort of copped a pretty bad check. The run closed on her and she lost momentum and then had to get going here with 100 to go and uh, found the line okay there at last 100. Um, certainly finishes closer with an unimpeded run. Uh, in for fourth, I have the four Fireburn. Um, Obviously, the former round are looking quite good now. Two, one, eight, and four for me. Uh, and race four is the male's version, and uh, only 11 in the Phillies, but uh, full field of 16 plus an emergency. For the Colts, it's the Elite Sand and Soil Skyline Stakes, same conditions, 1,200 metre. Group two set weights for two-year-old Colts and Geldings. And... Uh, our fun facts here are that Saddlecloth 1 to 3 have provided 23 of the past 28 Skyline Stakes winners and no Skyline winner uh, since Prowl has come off a last start finish worse than fourth in the same prep. So if you believe both of those, then your winner is El Padrino. But uh, no doubt you have been a bit more scientific about it. Joel, what's going to win? <laughs> yeah, look, I've gone with uh, seven, Rise of the Masses. There's a few here, I, you know, odds pending, could, could maybe about two or three of these, but Rise of the Masses for me is the shortest of the ones I like. He won on a heavy track on debut at Kembla Grange, obviously didn't beat a lot, but just like the way he responded there, he looked beaten early in the straight, but just kept fighting. And then again in the Piero first up, uh, was under pressure early in the straight, but just like the way he kept responding, he was edged out late behind Mumbai Jewel, but it was a good run. He'll put himself on speed here. I don't think Wet's a worry and he'll keep kicking. So I think, uh, yeah, I've lent his way just, but I am respectful of number 15, Peace Officer. I like his trials leading into the debut and I wasn't sure he could win that, um, but I had him, I think, fourth pick and he didn't have any luck. He was held up for most of the straight. Once he got clear, he hit the line really well. Nashville Willis sticks. Uh, you wouldn't think he's going to be getting held up. He drew gate one there. He's drawn 12 here, so he's just going to need a little bit of luck early, but I think he's the one that could be over the odds. 17 custodian, now that he's in, obviously on the radar here. He cost 1.15 million. He's the half-brother to Profondo. He jumped out well at Mornington. The Freedmans have sent him up here. And they haven't really, you know, they didn't worry about nominating him for a two-year-old race at Canterbury or, you know, there's an option at Canberra. They've just uh, gone straight to the skyline. So James McDonald to rides. He won a trial on him last week. He looked pretty good from the front. And in for fourth, number nine, Man in the Mirror. They've been very patient with this bloke. He's been entered for numerous races in the past four weeks. He won on debut back in December, beat Paris Dior, who admittedly was unlucky, but she's franked the form. She's bolted in since and run a place in the English Millennium. He's been trialling really well, and I'm not sure if there's been any issues or they've just been holding him back and waiting for the right option. They've got a good draw here. So I think you've got to be uh, including him in everything. But seven on top from 15, 17 and nine. Very tricky race to assess. I, I like the nine man in the mirror. He's on top for me. Um, really like the recent trial. Let down nicely when asked for an effort, effort there and did that on a soft seven. Um, she gets through the wet going okay, albeit won't be as wet um, as he saw that day in that trial. But the w- debut win was good, as Joel said. Paris Dior, runner up there, has come out to Frank. The- um, not picking these start spellers as two-year-olds. So the nine on top for me, man in the mirror. Sandpaper in next. Um, good behind Mumbai Jewel and a, and a bunch of um, Strong win on Debut at, at Canterbury. Then back in trip, 1,100 metres, and that Piero played and, and was good. So second pick for me, 17 custodian. Um, trialling well, expensive Colts on Debut here. And in for fourth, I have the one, El Padrino. A nine, five, 17 and one. Race five at Randwick on Saturday is Celebrations Liverpool City Cup, 1,300-metre quality group three, Joel. 
A two Ellsberg for me. He's three from three first up. He handles the wet. He'll put himself in the first two or three. And he's been trialling really well. So I think he's the safe bet. Uh, ten, uh, sorry, nine Quantico, who I did tip to beat Lost and Running a couple of weeks ago. And of course, he was scratched. Lost and Running came out and won. Uh, there was, uh, I'm not 100% certain of the reason for the scratching, but they were concerned pre-race about the wet tracks. I'm assuming that's that's why it was. And he's, you know, he's a very talented horse. He's won three from four since being gelded. He hasn't been on wet ground since being a gelding. So I think he deserves his chance here, but just wary of the wet track. He's certainly good enough to win. Eight, a tissue had a good first Australian campaign. She won first up. They then stepped her up in class. She won a group three in the Bill Ritchie. She was competitive in the Epsom and then things went a bit uh, bit awry late in the campaign. She bombed the start in the Golden Eagle and probably just had enough by the time the gong came around. But James McDonald first up, I think she's going to run well. And 12 Poetic Charmer, he was my best bet here a fortnight ago and he ran really well, just uh, couldn't match it with Legay Soleil who had the nice pull in the weights. But the Blinkers back on did their trick and he ran well. This is tougher, but down to 53 and a half. I wouldn't be leaving him out of your exotics. I have got two on top from 9, 8, and 12. With Ellsberg on top, the two, and look, a winning machine. He's won 5 of 14, very consistent horse, but not one I've normally sided with, but I think it's just here he ticks too many boxes. The wet track, obviously, um, important, and the, the outstanding first up record, three from three. Um, he beat Stockman. On a wet track, last preparation. Obviously, that form, that horse is a very good wet tracker. I uh, just thought, yeah, he ticked a lot of boxes, Ellsberg, first up. So he's on top for me. Um, pretty keen on him. Um, he made it my best of the day at Randwick. In for second, I got the eight, the tissue. Um, just with the the wet track will help him, even though he is first up. He does come to hand quite quickly with the 54 kilos. I think he will improve with the run, but um, that wet track certainly brings him right into it. Nine, Quantico, very classy gelding. Probably goes on top if it's a dry track. Uh, in for fourth, I have the one alligator blood. Did like the trial. So he hasn't done much on race day in a while, but the recent trial looked um, quite good and certainly settled, settled handy up on the speed. Two, though, on top of eight, nine, and one. Race six at Randwick on Saturday. Guy Walter, proven thoroughbred stakes, 1,400-metre group two, set weights and penalties. For mares, the fun facts, uh, no mare over the age of six has won the Guy Walter Stakes in its 26-year history. And 19 of the 26 winners have jumped from gate six or wider, including seven from gate six itself. So Mirror Vision is in the uh, is in the catbird seat, as the Americans would say. Uh, Joel, what did you like in the Guy Walter? Yeah, well, it's a... You know, a pretty wide open mare's race. I guess Ice Bath's very well found and she's going to be very hard to beat. Outside of her, it's pretty open. I've gone for one at a bit of odds in number 10, More Profits. She's a talented mare. She's never been on heavy. She's performed quite well on soft. So the, the query with me is the wet track. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's heavy and they've got a query about that, I wouldn't be surprised if they scratched her. Uh, I thought she was very good first up in the Triscay. It was a race the backmarkers had no hope in. It was They went too slowly in front. It was a race of little change. She had the fastest last 200 there. She's a winner second up, and she doesn't have to be snagged right back to last. She's not going to be settling handy, but from gate one, she's not going to be giving away a stack of ground. So just that with a little query on the wet ground, I'm not convinced that she's right at home on it, but I think she can run well. Eight ice bath is the obvious because she misses the weight penalty. Um, obviously not being a stakes winner. She got that invitation win, the $2 million race, and she's been group one placed a few times, but... Very well treated here under the weights and gets the wet track to suit. Two forbidden love. I think being kept fresh is the key to her. She looked outstanding winning the surround this day last year, and she hasn't won since, unbelievably, but she has been competitive. She sort of mixed her form in the spring. She was good in that invitation behind Ice Bath. She was very good first up in the expressway, splitting over past an animo, which is strong form. And as I said, I like the four weeks between runs. And 11 promise of success. She settled handy in the Triscay, which was a good place to be, and she battled on really well. She's a talent, and the step up in trip will suit. Ten on top for me from 8, 2, and 11. With the 11, a promise of success on top. She'd been racing mainly in benchmark grade. Last preparation, had a crack at stakes level first up this time in at, at Randwick, and as Joel said, ran re- re- really well. Find an informed horse in Snap Dancer. Uh, the 
the rise to 1,400 metres will suit her. And I think she looks a promising mare who, um, yeah, she proven she can mix it at this sort of level last start. I think she can do it again and, and go one better. So she's on top for me, the 11. Seven in next, Kiku. Big fan of this mare. Loves a wet track. Um, just little play at Gold Coast last. I was third there. Snapdance has gone on to Frank the Form, just sort of peaking on her run late. Um, month between runs, but she's um, quite a talent and uh, has run one in group well level in, in the Flemington Spring, <clears throat> the Melbourne Spring. In for third, I have the eight ice bath. Thought it was quite short current price. She's obviously a terrific mare who uh, gets in well at 54 kilos considering her deeds and stronger races. Um, but I just was thought those other horses that I prefer to back at a bigger price than take the shorts about her. And in for fourth, I've got the two forbidden love i really like the first up run there um behind overpass um, can run a race second up 11 7 8 and then two. First leg of the quaddy at rambic on saturday first of the group ones is the tab chipping norton stakes 1600 meter weight for age worth six hundred thousand. fun facts about the chipping norton chris waller has trained nine of the past 11 winners has a reasonably strong hand again with uh, three runners on Saturday, and the favourite has won 17 of the past 24. Uh, but that's probably going to be think it over, is it not, Joel? Yeah, well, I think he was favourite in early markets. Very elegant, I think, to come up favourite um, at the moment. But, um, oh, look, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be battling it out. I'm, I'm with think it over. I couldn't jump off him after he won the other day, just because I think he's going to map in a, a very similar position, if not slightly closer because there's really no pace here. Um, Nashville was able to come across and lob into a perfect spot third. The two leaders put a bit of a gap on him, but he was just always travelling and was you know, he didn't really want to be on anything else in the run. Now here, he, uh, you know, I think he can just sit outside the leader, whoever that is. I'm not sure. Maybe Angel of Truth, he can go forward. Um, Colding should be closer than he was the other day, but... I just think Think It Over is going to get hit his own way. I guess on really heavy ground, if that's what we're on, could be the query. A couple of his heavy failures were early in his career. One of them was when he was going well uh, back in the spring of 2020. It was in between his Craven Plate win and his Gong placing. He failed in the Rose Hill Cup beat Nate Lenks on a heavy nine. So I guess that's the little query. Uh, the two good wet track mares are the dangers. Nine Colette, who chased him home in the Apollo, was very good there. The wetter, the better for her. And eight, very elegant. She was always going to improve off that first up run in the Apollo. She was never a winning hope there, beating four and a half lengths. But uh, to 1,600, wetter track. Um, yeah, she's only going to improve. And 10, Montefilia. I tipped her to win the Chelmsford first up back in the spring. And she ran really well, third behind Think It Over. She was coming off two trials there. Just the one trial here. So whether she's a little bit further behind than she was back in the spring, that's a query. But she's a good mare and she can handle the sting out. So I wouldn't be leaving her out of the exotics. One on top for me from 9, 8 and 10. Got the 9 on top, Colette, elite wet tracker. And we'll get the conditions to suit. Thought it was... No, well, not whilst no match for Think It Over on the, the dry surface first up. She was excellent. In that Apollo Stakes running into second. Um, yeah, the, the longer trip and the wetter track will uh, be right up her alley. And she's on top for me, the 9. The... Eight, very elegant in next. Long way back on the turn. She never really looked a winning hope, but she worked to the line okay there. Of course, a two-mile win in the spring is first 100 metres here. Um, I think she was, people expected to run well in class alone, but probably just a bit too much to do from back there of that trip. Obviously, the wetter track and second up form very good as well. So she can win here. One, think it over. Just had a query on him on, on this sort of surface, but... Can't doubt it. Doubt his class, and he's been doubting people uh, quite for some time now. He's just continued to put it together, and yeah, wouldn't wouldn't shock to see him win uh, handling this sort of surface. Three in for third, uh, in, sorry, in for fourth, top ranked. Good in the Hunter and his sole Australian run. Nine, eight, one, and three for me. Second leg of the quaddie and second of the group ones at Randwick on Saturday is race eight. Drinkwise surround stakes. 1,400 metres set weights for three-year-old fillies worth 500,000. And fun facts are that the past 11 winners have jumped from barrier seven or inside. Uh, bad news for uh, both the uh, big guns there. And 
Uh, that's all I've got for this round. Joel, you're sticking with Fangirl? Yeah, look, she hasn't got the advantage at the barrier draw that she has or that she had in the light fingers. So she had gate five. Hugh Bowman was able to sort of um, pick and weave his way through. It was a great ride. And she had the last crack at Espiona who had been coursing wide and had shot to the front inside the 200. And, um, and yeah, it was just nailed late by Fangirl. I'm sticking with Fangirl because I can't jump off her. She's not $13 today. She's a lot shorter at around $4. But, yeah, it could come down to whoever gets the best ride. McDonald versus Bowman, you know, they're going to have their eyes on one another. Um, I don't think there's much between them, and there's not as much between them in, in price this time. But Fangirl, for me, from Espiona, she's going to take improvement out of that first up run. The, the other horse that I'll include in my quaddy, who I think is the little knockout, because at $26, I think she's overs, is number nine, Zuzarella. She ran very well in that light fingers. She was wide no cover. She's stuck on super for fourth. She's got another terrible gate. That's the that's the knock, obviously. If she had a drawn, you know, inside five or six, she may well have been $14, $15 and not 26 But I think she can run very well. And eight-star Tontes... Probably the other hope. She was good in the light fingers, too far back there, but only Fangirl had a better last 600 on her Golden Rose run back in the spring. She can definitely go close. But three for me from seven, nine and eight. Yeah, tough to split those two. Just my thinking was I'd rather back Fangirl at $4.50, and Espiona at even money. So that's why on top, both are outstanding last starts. Um, Yeah, as I said earlier, the, the wide draw does make it tricky. For fangirl, but got the right jockey on board and Hugh Bowman. And I think she's only going to improve to 1400 meters, just like Espiona will. They're my top two picks. Six Jamea, I thought, was um, quite good in that, very good in that light fingers, sort of 150 out, 200 meters. Sort of looked like she might be the one that um, would spoil the party. Um, But she she should have just peaked on her run late. Still stuck on for third. She was no luck first up 1400 meters in a Magic Millions three year old guineas. Um, just an outstanding filly who can make a present 10 in next. Uh, here I say, not much luck first up. Uh, Rising Trip does. 7 6. 10 for me. That wraps up the black type at Ranwick. Uh, Dan's best to recap was race 5, number 2, Ellsberg. Value bet race 6, number 11, Promise of Success. But, Joel, we haven't heard about either of your specials. No, my special comes up in the midway, uh, the midway sprint race two, and it's number four, Key Largo, who hasn't had much go right this prep, but he still managed three seconds from his four starts. Probably should have won at least a couple of those. Um, I guess they went back to the drawing board slightly. They've given him a freshen, six weeks off. They've got James McDonald to ride here. So assuming he's fit and ready to win off that six-week break, I think he's going to be very hard to hold out. He can handle wet tracks, no problem. A uh, bit of a tail to this race, so I think he's very hard to beat. And my value bet comes up in the last. This is quite a competitive race, and you've got a couple of smart ones up towards the top, Tai, Gravina, the Bopper. But I'm just looking down, you know, if we're on seriously wet ground, down towards the bottom, a couple of good wet trackers here in Taksu and Turnstile can run well. I've gone with Taksu as my on-top selection, as my value bet. I like the claim here with Tyler Schiller gets him in very light, 51 and a half. He's had a couple of nice trials at Hawkesbury. He's yet to win first up. He's been placed two from three. He's very good on soft ground. He's had a couple of wins on heavy. Obviously, you'd like to see a little bit of a market push, but uh, very good trainer, Joe Pride, and expect him to put himself in the first three or four and give you a good sight at good odds. All righty. They're racing on the course proper at Morfordville, and uh, we've got a black type race. We've got one there and Doombin, but uh, I think the uh, the club's thoughts on how well the fields have come up are indicated by the fact that neither of them are legs of the quaddy. Uh, at Morfordville, we're talking about race five, the Lord Reams Stakes, which is a group three uh, at set weights and penalties over 2,600 metres, of course, the traditional Adelaide Cup. Lead up, how did you see this one, Daniel? I uh, thought the, the favourite would be hard to beat, Barks. The two, Hustler War, <clears throat> not a very deep group three race, this one, and he's the class of the field. Um, solid enough. First up, first over 2,000 metres or 2,000, <clears throat> um, 60 kilos on his back. I thought it was a pretty good effort there. Thanks behind Wycliffe. Will certainly 
2,600 metres. It was on a sort of a trying to get the last but ran well in some good races in that third pair in the Geelong Cup. So, should in the way with this, I would have thought the two, Hustle La War, uh, in for second, I have the seven, uh, Wertheimer, who was unlucky in the Strathalban Cup last start, should have finished much closer and um, even gone close to winning that. Santalmo Falgo and the nine, so Bene, other chances, but two will be hard to beat. Two, seven, four, nine. Uh, your specials come up in the first and last legs of the quaddy. Tell us about them. Yeah, the best bet comes up. Oh, sorry, the best bet comes up in the last race nine. Pagasi, who looks was just grabbed there by uh, Manhattan Times, who was a man was very. Pagasi, I thought, uh, sort of felt the pin up. Um, gets that again from the Manny Lloyd beaten second up. So. He's run well in a, a millennium, actually, this time last year in third to probably one and a half lengths, but Tom's a three-year-old. I think she'll be getting away with this. Race nine, number Sorry, three in the next best um, on the card. Um, finds a nice... Yeah, of course, he's in Melbourne before, very good down the straight. Flemington last preparation. Brought from a long way back at Caulfield. He finished off quite well. Um, 53 kilos here. Hopefully they're running on. Sometimes can play Peterish and Morpherville, but too far away. And at the top of the race six, number seven, Zorro's Dream. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. We switch across to Doombin in Brisbane, uh, where the main race is. Uh, I think it's race five as well, is it not? And that is the members, the Sky Racing Tattersall's Members Cup 1,600-metre quality listed event. Daniel, what did you like there? Yeah, Profit's hard to go against. I've been with him his last two starts and he's got the job done, but just on a wet track, I thought Sea Raider is the one to beat, just relishes this sort of ground. Um, we'll certainly get a heavy track of doom. It was heavy track... As of today, and there's just more rain expected to fall there in Brisbane. So, see you later on the wet track. Gets a weight swing too on Profit from their last meeting. Um, goes on top. Profit, the second pick. How Manhattan in for third. Horse does like affected ground. Wasn't far away from Profit and Sea Raider last start. We'll need a couple of lengths to make up. Um, Ocean Treaty in for fourth. My number's four on top of one, uh, two, and you uh, start us off nice and early with your best on the card. Yeah, stuck in a dream. Looks hard to beat in the first. Um, few of the, or most of these runners don't have any wet track form, um, but she does. She was very good on a soft six on Debu. A long way back on the turn, charged home late to just miss the winner. She drops fifty six to fifty two and a half kilos here. Um, I think this is much tougher than that race you saw. There's a couple of nice tops in the field and. Uh, but I think on that run and the, the rise in trip, she's really hard to beat. And I thought to come up the wrong price at three fifty. I thought she would have started closer to even money. But good price if you can get it. Um, stuck in a dream. She's the best bet on the card. Race one, number five. The value comes up in race eight. Smart image, classy gelding. Uh, previously a Snowden runner, Team Snowden runner. Now with Tony Gollan, who has had quite a bit of luck with this sort of uh, the Triple Crown owned um, ex Snowden runners. Uh, certainly of late, anyway. A good trial, ran on nicely there behind a couple of handy ones and they had to get big gaps the rest of the field. Um, I think they're running on, might be hard to hold out, smart image, certainly over the odds it's sort of 8 to $9. Rate us 8, number 2. Any thoughts on Brisbane, John? Uh, no, nothing for me there, Bucks. All right, we will move across to Ascot where there are two uh, stakes races on the program. First one is seen as a bit of a foregone conclusion. That's race four, the Lex Piper Stakes, 1,600 for three-year-old gelding, set weights and penalties and tricks of the trade. Expected to go on his winning way by a man in Perth who this week is Greg Hooper uh, to beat Henchard, hear me sing, and he's a lucky lad. One, seven, two, and three. And the other one uh, sees another short price favourite. That's race six, Schweppes, Ascot, 1,000 guineas. Uh, over 1,800 metres for the Phillies uh, at level weights. 
and Fine Romance is expected to win that race. That's number one to beat Reliable Choice, Rommel's War and Miss Field from Hoops. One, eight, five and seven. Uh, race six, number one, Fine Romance is Hoops's best on the program, his value bet. Race five, number five, Herman Rock. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Matamata and Otaki. Yeah, there's a group one at Otaki, but Matamata is the better card overall. There's a few stakes races, a couple of uh, features for the two-year-olds. My best bet comes up in one of those, and it is race four, the Matamata Slipper. These are the Colts and Geldings. I'm with five, Andalus. Uh, he was $20-odd on debut. You're not going to get anything like that here. But uh, debut in a stakes race ran very well for third. He's been kept fresh, comes off a strong recent trial. I think he's got a bright future, this son of El Manzor. And my value bet comes up in uh, a slightly earlier race. Race three, number seven, Isla J. Hasn't raced since Boxing Day, where she put on a bit of a display earlier, buck jumped and uh, threw the rider off. Prior to that, she was racing very consistently. Only had the one win, but she's got strong form around the likes of Tavir and Rosen Power, a couple of a couple of quality mares over there across the Tasman. So I think if she gets a bit of luck, she can run very well off a recent trial win. And at Otaki, we have the Group 1 Wake for Age Classic Race 7. Uh, Jamie Richards has three runners. I've gone with five, Marcus Aurelius, uh, possibly the roughest of the trio, but I thought he could run well each way. My best for the meeting is race five, number five, Lana Cord. Talented stayer. We saw her come across for a couple of the Philly staying features in Adelaide last year. Uh, she was a good second, three runs back. Her next two runs, she's tackled group one company at 1,400, 1,600. She just hasn't had the speed to match it with them. She gets up to 2,100. And is ideally placed here. It's a three and four year old set weights race. She's got 56 and a half. She gives a bit of weight away to the three year olds, but if it was a true handicap, she would um, yeah, be giving them all plenty of weight. So she's well placed to return to her best. And my values race one, number 11, Carte Blanche. Has had no luck to date, got another wide draw. So going to need luck again. But the first two runs were very gutsy. She finished fourth. They were off three wide trips. She then was caught four wide last time and she couldn't handle that. She dropped out. But if she gets the breaks here, she can be very hard to beat. She's got a bit of talent, that Philly. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Uh, now, don't forget there is uh, the Group 3 Typhoon Tracy Stakes on Friday night at the Valley. But as we've ticked over the hour mark, we're probably testing listeners' patience already. Uh, that being the case, we will go straight to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, close but no cigar is the uh, is the summary of last week. We all got minor place getters, but we were all back in a win. My uh, hat trick breaker was particularly galling. Suvalu running second and then pulling up with gallstones, but I'm going to stick to the uh, stick to my uh, tried and trusted method of getting a return on the Lazy Lobster, and that is going for something I like early on the card in Melbourne. In this case, it's race three, number 14, El Patroness. Joel? Yeah, I'll go Caulfield as well, and it's in one of the features, the Futurity. I think Mawanga will be very hard to beat, so uh, we'll chuck our 20 on him, race six, number three. Uh, early in the day, Doombin, race one, number five, stuck in a dream. All right, well, let's hope we get the meeting off anyway. I suppose a, a, a test bit, uh, yeah, it's good to uh, go in race one anyway. You've got the most chance of actually uh, <laughs> seeing your money go around. Uh, that uh, concludes our podcast. Listeners, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It's in the shops Friday morning. It is online as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon with all the form for Friday night at the Valley Fields for everywhere else Friday. Uh, and also, uh, or your usual Saturday, Sunday form fields for Monday as well, and plenty of great reading. 
Enjoy the weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.